Hello, people. If you're anything like me, you spend a lot of time listening to podcasts. Well, here's another one. The name of this one is Bagels and Kool-Aid. Pause for outrage. Okay. I'm Ill Will, and with my friend Colette, I'll be discussing things like current events, politics, uh, marriage, dating, pets, kids, whatever we could think of that day. And with this podcast, we're going to put an end to a lot of things in this country. Racism, misogyny, wage inequality, Tom Brady's run at the top. Lofty goals, I know, but it can be done. (laughs) With no further ado, please enjoy Bagels and Kool-Aid. Peace. Okay. Cool. Okay, now I think we can get started. Yeah, we'll start now. Okay. Okay. All right. Introduce yourself, Adam. Okay. So, I'm Colette, and (laughs) I'm Will's one of his best friends. Oh, poor Charlie. He's looking through the doors of the window. Charlie is the sweetest puppy dog. There ever was on some days. On other days, he's. Oh, yeah, that's true. That would not come off well. Charlie is a puppy dog. He likes to snuggle. Does not like me. Uh, Yeah. Charlie is a good. He's a good example of what we want to talk about on this podcast a lot. And you know, try and figure out why there's racism. Wow. You went in straight world. in. You went straight. We don't even know who you are. That's true. That was maybe yeah. a little much. Yeah. Woke up with some on your mind, I see. Um, well, going back to who I am. That's important. Um, I'm a nurse that works with you, Will. Right. We're not going to say where because they're not sponsors of the show yet. So. True. Yeah. True. And for hip, HIPAA's sake, let's keep it all confidential. I was thinking more along the lines of financial, but okay, HIPAA's not a word, too. <laughs> um, and basically, should we talk about how we came up with this idea? Or do well, you want to introduce yourself first? Well, I'm Will. I'm not that deep a person. Where are you from? <laughs> from Atlanta. As am I. At Northside Hospital. Mm. Where were you born? Georgia Baptist. Oh. We've been 15, 20 minutes apart our entire lives, looks like. Looks like it. You didn't know that's where I was born? Uh, no, I did not. It's a little hurtful. I mean, I probably would have guessed something like that. But... Or Grady. The natural assumption would be Grady. It's fine. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't have guessed Grady, I don't think. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. No judgment if you are born at Grady. Great hospital. Yeah, I, I judge people that are born at Grady, though. <laughs> I do. Well, you have any siblings, Colette? I am one of three girls, the oldest. Mm. We... The two oldest girls were raised in Atlanta. The youngest was raised in Hollywood, California, when my parents moved there when we were in college. 
And what else to know about me? Well, you're married. Oh, yeah. That's an important. That's pretty important, yeah. I am married to one of my best friends who, I know, so sweet, who then gave me a very cute little child named Leo. Oh, and my husband's name is Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) That's important. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of hollow on this side. I am not married, (laughs) but with no children, but I do have a dog. Important. Yeah. He's all right. He's staring outside. No, oh, he just came from outside. And ooh, that's it. I'm a musician. Where did you grow up? The west side of Atlanta. Bankhead slash the West End. Yeah, that's actually an important thing. I grew up in the perimeter of Atlanta, but in the North Lake Oak Grove area. So only... Yeah, only 15, 20 minutes away from you. Yeah, it's not that far. On a map. But On a map. It's like a thousand miles away. It's like Mars. Not anymore, though, because they're riding bicycles and shit and bankhead, so. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to talk about that, spend a, a day talking about how that area's changed and changing. Yeah, well, that's episode three. You're ruining it. Hmm. <laughs> Let me produce. All right, so we got the introductions out of the way. What is the first thing you want to talk about? What's the first thing you saw when you turned on the TV? Then? Um, well, I haven't turned on the TV today, but I'm going to this evening to watch Bachelor. I'm a diehard fan. Mm, that's important, just in case there are females that decide to listen to this. We'll probably have you do like a bachelor recap. I mean, not hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of bachelor recap podcasts. I don't know if we can enter that world. Probably because I don't know anything about it. So you're right. That would be a terrible idea. <laughs> I tell you what well, I saw turned on the television. Um, I, I was going to sliders. Ask. Yeah, sliders at the gas station. Have you heard of it? No. Well, sliders, basically, while you're pumping gas, they'll get on the driver's side (laughs) and take off in your car while you're pumping gas. Well, that's terrifying. It is. They mostly do it to women. So this is kind of serving as like a be careful slash podcast topic. A public notice podcast? It's only this portion. Hmm. (laughs) Only, Only this part of it. But yeah, I saw it and this lady had her foot shattered because she tried to hold on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, so what do they do? Do they rip out the whole gas tank, basically? I mean, uh, not the gas tank, but, you know, the gas nozzle is still connected, I assume. Well, sometimes, but if you hit the gas hard enough, it'll just come out because there's nothing really holding it in. So if you That's pull true. Off- I think that it's actually designed to do that now that you say that. Yeah. Makes me realize because people do drive off with it. Yep. Um, so what if you're like my gas tank or little door thing is on the driver's side. So they sneak in through the passenger side? They would. I think in that case they would probably just steal all your belongings. They wouldn't try to take the car. I think for the most part 
My car is still locked and I'm pumping gas. But let me tell, let me ask this. What do these people do if they realize that, thing as they're targeting women, if there's a child in the car and they just drove off with a child? Now huh. they've stolen a car and a child. Funny you should ask, because that did happen. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think it was near Lakewood. Lakewood Wait, was this, I, this was on the news? Yeah. Oh. And he, he drove maybe like three miles and he left the kid at a gas station in the car seat. He kept the car, though. But he didn't want the baby. Wow. As most criminals. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've thought about that before. That thought's gone through my head. What if someone steals my car and then Leo's inside? I would, I would <laughs> probably. Why would you think know. about that? <laughs> because when you have a baby, you become kind of psycho. And I, I want to blame it on hormones. But mm. literally all the time, I have these weird, like kind of scary ideas go through my head and the reason I'm putting this on the podcast is because I feel like probably other women relate to this like you'll imagine what if something happens and it's always something bad to your child but then I like think through how I would handle it it's Mm. odd like new mom anxiety yeah yeah it's definitely new mom anxiety for sure copyright that before someone else uses it yeah yeah, yeah. I'm probably so, suffering from that a little bit. He's like 16 now, right? Nine months going on 16. Yeah, that's pretty close. But you, Our biggest accomplishment of the day is he figured <laughs> out that he could fork. He's work, or I'm teaching him how to use a fork and a spoon, and he was able to get the idea of forking up some blueberries and eating them. That's big. Nine that months, you're already using utensils. That is huge. Congratulations to Leo. Yes, thank you. I'm a very <laughs> proud mother. So now he's got a and a fork. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's going to be a fine husband in <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. That's yeah, another... So careful at the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I hadn't told you that now because now you're going to be probably paranoid every time you go. No, I'm already paranoid. That's the thing. I'm already a paranoid, like I'm, well, especially at the gas stations around my house, which I guess I should say I live in a great neighborhood, Grant Park in Atlanta, but we're kind of an up-and-coming neighborhood, though I guess you would probably say it's up. Yeah, it's, it's definitely up. It's just certain patches, just like every other part of Atlanta. Yeah. Like you're always less than a mile away from being robbed, no matter where you go. That's true. That is 100% true, which I think a lot of people who live in the suburbs feel, you know, farther away from that. But I just don't think you are. Maybe you are. I don't know. It's worth it to us to live in the city and to have access to the restaurants and parks. Bars. Bars. Yeah, go to bars all the time as a new mom. Oh, okay. Well, Just fine. kidding. I actually miss going to bars sometimes. You should come up with a bar where you can bring your child and have like high chairs in there. I mean, there are some cool restaurants in our neighborhood that are family friendly. What's the last bar you went to? Uh, 
six feet under, I think, on a at somebody off a of bumble there. Ah. Yeah. How was it? <laughs> the drinks or the bumble person? <laughs> the bumble. <laughs> it was weird. She's a liar. She's not that interesting. Oh. I mean, she's more interesting with words. But when she started talking, I was just like, you know what? I got to go. What do you do if you show up on a Bumble date and someone looks completely different than their pictures? Does that happen? Um, I, haven't, I haven't had that happen. I've heard of it, but I haven't had that happen. And well, you that's can, good. You go through the date because it's about what's on the inside. Doesn't matter how they look. <laughs> so true. Great answer, Will. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Great no, answer. Well, so should we go into Bumble? Well, you shouldn't because you're, you're married. Well, that's Did true. Good one. <laughs> Good one. You got me there. Well, you know. Um... <laughs> I don't know if there's much to say about it. It's, it's, it's a very, very wild world. It's probably the, the safest thing to be in 2019 is married. Huh. <laughs> like, it, yeah. it really is. Didn't it's just a different world now. It's a different world. Yeah. Maybe in I'm, terms of dating and everything else. But I think I'm like just I, I never lived that online dating life oh yeah it wasn't wasn't really that popular when you were out there in the streets exactly the only thing i ever did was do you remember um grouper did you ever hear about grouper or go on a grouper i've never heard that ever okay so grouper was this app that someone came up with i think it was an app i don't even really remember but it's so one like I would go on grouper and sign myself up and I would bring two friends and I would get matched with someone else and he would bring two friends. And so it was a group date of six of us. And I only did it one time. It was like super popular for maybe six months while I was like post-college, you know, living in Atlanta and I remember some of my guy friends, including Daniel, my husband, um, I remember that they went on a grouper date and we were like, well, we want to go on a grouper date. So I went with two <laughs> girls, two girls who I was friendly with, but not even like super, super close to. Um, and I realized quickly that these dates are kind of strange because you have to figure out like who you're vibing with. And if two of you are kind of feeling one person, then that can be super awkward. Or you but, just have to be extremely competitive. Yeah, or that. <laughs> and we went to Flip Burger over off of um, Howl Mill. And I think that grouper may have chosen the restaurant, perhaps. That's what How long my mom is this did. a thing? Because I've never heard of this. Like, I swear it was popular for maybe six months. Mm. Not that long. Like, long enough for 
people to go on a couple dates. And then it quickly, I think, kind of became like, eh, that's not as fun as I thought it would be. Hmm. I don't think I would have been able to do that anyway, because most of my like best friends are either married or long-term relationships. Well, this would have been 10 years ago. 10 years ago. No. Mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't have done Yeah, this was definitely around 2009, 2010, maybe. I can't believe I never heard of that. I've been a whore yeah, for a while. Yeah. I think I would, I would have heard of that, but I haven't. I'm looking up grouper. I knew that you were. Dating app <laughs> to see if it's still a thing. Well, no, because they have Bumble, like Bumble with friends or something like that. You can take. Oh, really? I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's on there. Oh, that's see, cool. I didn't even know that. Well, again, you shouldn't. They've, um, well, that's true. They've monopolized the market of meeting strangers. Now I'm reading about the six best group dating apps to try with your friends. Mm. Or for anyone out there who has a lot of single friends. Tinder Social. Okay. What's Tinder again? I forget. Tinder is... That's the app for the girls that just want to party immediately. <laughs> ah. You don't even pay for food when you go on a Tinder date. You already know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, like going to a bar is just a formality. Second yeah. one is Squad. Never heard of that. I like the name. You pick up to five Facebook friends to be part of your squad. I mean, clever. Third is Grouper. It still exists. Wow. Wow. Oh, I didn't remember this part. Apparently, the person you're set up with is a friend of a friend. Like, so you have some kind of connection. The well, app does all the work for you. Time, place, and coordinating with everyone involved. Yep. I, the I remember. It doesn't go well, though. And then you have to see this person in like a well, little <laughs> So that's what I remember. Like, I don't think our date necessarily went poorly, but it just was, we were like, uh, okay, that was fun, but not really interested. Actually, now that I'm thinking back on it, one of the girls may have ended up going out with one of the guys afterwards. I don't know. I definitely didn't. I remember being like, these guys are kind of lame. You got to say, this is the worst advertisement for group um yeah they They can call us if they want better advertisement they can but they probably won't they probably won't tinder might though because i've made them look impressive (laughs) wow i've never heard of the rest of these number four is click c-l-i-q five is entourage and six is called cheers have you heard of any of those None of them. Yeah. <laughs> None of them. Nope. I wouldn't... Eh, I don't know about the group date situation. Just because, like you said, if, you, if you're hooked up with someone you don't vibe with, and then there's another girl there, and you're like, and I got to trash him, and I would. Because huh. <laughs> I played... Oh, well. Wow. I'm not a saint. 
So I would have to trash my friend and that would get awkward. Yeah, it sounds like your grouper would get really awkward. Well, I mean, first you last, you know what I mean? Hmm. It's all a competition to you. Yeah, it is. It really is. Dunkin' Donuts is so much better than Starbucks. It has nothing to do with the group date. Yeah, did you say that you got it for free? Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. No, not yet, unless they want to come on board. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> we're really doing a good job of dropping all sorts of company <laughs> names. Well, that's what you're supposed to do at first. Podcast um, number one, getting sponsorship. Right, because we're money hungry. Well, should we talk about why we wanted to create this podcast? Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's important. That is important. That is the origin story. Would you like to begin? Or... Sure. Okay, yeah, go ahead. We can't have well, for those people out there, Will and I used to carpool together to work. I think I started to say that. And because we quickly realized that carpooling is a lot more fun than being by yourself in Atlanta traffic in the evening after a 13-hour shift. Especially for me, who gets pretty tired. Will was my entertainment. All past tense because he decided to move away from the coolest (laughs) area ever. But more importantly, we would talk on the way to work and on the way home and just kind of talk about life and talk about what's going on in the world and just realize through, even though we grew up in the same city, 15 minutes apart, we had different, completely different views on the world from our, the way we were raised. And it was interesting for me. I've learned a ton and seeing life through someone else's eyes. And I don't know, do you feel like you learned from me? I have. I've learned a, a, I learned a lot about, um, especially the Hebrew faith, which I didn't know much about at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not all that you are, but I did have a new respect for it now because I didn't much mm-hmm. know about it. I dated did you a few. Know? Oh, that's. I was going to ask if you knew any Jewish people before me. Well, I dated a couple, but. You know, I didn't get to meet their folks. (laughs) Which you've definitely met my mom. Have you met my dad? Yeah, he was at the wedding. Oh, yeah, duh. Shared mutual hate for a a person we won't name on the first podcast. But you know who I'm talking about, yeah. (laughs) My dad did bring politics into my wedding during his speech. He had had a couple drinks, so it's all right. Yeah, so I think that in this world where there's lots of differences, we learn a lot from each other and want other people to have the opportunities that we have with each other in our friendship. Right. We didn't even say the title. I was probably going to do that in post, but I'll go ahead and say it. Um, the title of the podcast, <laughs> all right, here comes the sensitive people about to attack, Kool-Aid and a Bagel. I thought it was bagels and Kool-Aid. Bagel. Well, I mean, bagels and how many bagels are you going to eat at once? Mm. All right, fine. Bagels with a nest and Kool-Aid. I'm just giving people time to process that. Yeah. 
I think it's the best name. It is. Embrace the stereotypes and laugh at them. I don't think we do that enough. Uh, Let me tell you about my Kool-Aid story in high school. You maybe Mm. used to do this. I learned to put Kool-Aid on a pickle. Did you ever do that? Sounds disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. Like, a girl I went to high school with taught me, or us, there was a group of us, she loved eating pickles and Kool-Aid. Was she pregnant? No. (laughs) No. Definitely not. No, it's like a thing. I guess. We used to eat Kool-Aid like off the pack. Like pour it in our hand and eat it. Ooh, like fun dip? Did you ever eat fun dip? Yeah, it was like that. But the Kool-Aid was a little stronger. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you think that may have caused tooth problems later on in life? Yeah, I was going to that. Yeah, I've got a lot of of dental problems. Could have started with the Kool-Aid. Could have. Could help. There's a good experiment for you. (laughs) What? Well, do kids who drink Kool-Aid end up with more cavities? Sure. I think everybody, I'm, my entire time in school, I think everybody in my class had two or more feelings, at least. Did you go to the dentist growing up? Um, I would get cleanings maybe once every couple of years. My mother would try to take me, but then I would just not go. <laughs> so oh, it wasn't her. Yeah, it was mine. She would schedule something and I would just not come home that day. Why? It's terrifying. You hated the dentist? I hated it. I still do. Yeah, I mean, I certainly don't love the dentist. I actually did a monologue to get into my high school. Side note, I went to an arts high school. Um, That was a pretty public school, but it's a magnet school, so you had to audition to get in it. And you had to do two art forms. And I got in it for dance, but I did a monologue as my, like, second audition. And it was all about hating the dentist. And I got really dramatic about how much I hated the dentist. That I didn't know. I knew you, you danced, but I didn't know you had to do a monologue. Yeah. yeah. I remember talking about how I'd rather, I'm trying to remember the line, I'd rather do anything than go to the dentist, something, that was like how it started, and then I went on and on about the dentist and how it's the worst person ever, but the monologue kind of made me realize that I actually do dislike the dentist, but then I also love the dentist because I like the feeling of clean teeth. Sorry, walking contradiction. Yeah, I know. I like the but you what? The cleaning aspect I do like. It's just... Yeah, exactly. The chipping away. Now my dentist likes to make little comments like, oh, you look like you don't floss every day. I'm like, who flosses every single day? Floss a lot. Come on. But not every day. Not every day. I just... I don't have time for that. <laughs> That's extremely rude. I know. She's super judgmental about it, which I kind of dislike, but then I also kind of appreciate because I always 
floss every single day for like a solid seven days after going to the dentist. And I each day say to myself, I'm going to do this every day until my next dentist appointment. And then it lasts a week. Spite. Because you hated her. Yeah. I could be out of spite now. Yep. Just had an epiphany. I just wonder the difference of... You know, if it if that's like a cultural thing where like I grew up going to the dentist every six months all the time. I bet a lot of kids don't go to the dentist. That's a good point. And it is because even then when I would go, we had to ride, had to get on Marta. And it was like a 40 minute ride. Like there was no dentist within walking distance that was, you know. Well, that's what I was, my next question was going to be, where was your dentist? Um, it was in Greenbrier, which is probably like, it's only 10 minutes in a car, but on Marta's 40 minutes to an hour. Mm, typical so, yeah. Marta. Yeah. And it was, it was quite far. I mean, we had one West End Medical Center, but he wasn't very good. He was like 70. I don't think he could really see that well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So it was just, I was just like, no, I'm not sitting on a bus and stabbed in my gums. <laughs> but yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't from a lack of effort. My mother tried. I just wasn't with it. Do you think most of your friends went to the dentist? None of them went to the dentist. I got a friend now that hasn't been to the dentist since he was six. He's Whoa. Well over, he's well over 30. Does he have healthy teeth? He does, which pisses me off. It really interesting. Me off. Every time he laughs, I'm like, "You, you bastard!" Like his, <laughs> teeth, his teeth are in incredible shape, and, and he hasn't had anything done to him in over 25 years. I'm like, "How?" That is incredible. He's very. Do lucky. you think he flosses every day? Uh, he doesn't even brush every day. What? Yeah. Wait. No. Okay. Here's a question for you. When did you start brushing hopefully every day, at least twice a day? Well, as you know, I suffer from slight OCD. Um, True. I started middle school. Okay. When girls started to notice, my personal hygiene went through the Mm. Mm, That's a good point. In the morning and at night, girls were like, oh... I just think about how that was pushed really hard. Like, I feel like we learned that at the dentist, but we also learned that in school, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. At least the first week, they would talk about, like, health care and all that. Then it would trail off. Did you go to the doctor every year growing um, up? Yeah, I did get physicals on a basis. But I played sports, so I kind of had to. Mm. <laughs> So I wasn't going for health reasons. I was going so I could play. They made you guys go? Yeah, when you play sports, you have to get a sports physical to make sure. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, you're supposed to. Interesting. Get out there and have a heart attack. That'd be terrible. That would be terrible. You do hear about it happening occasionally, which is really sad. Yeah, it's... They... They're training too hard to be in high school. <laughs> like, like, you shouldn't be doing conditioning for 10 hours a day. Like, you're not getting paid. 
things are really hardcore, especially now. I think it gets like more and more intense. And things were hardcore when we were in school, but I think I think that it's on a whole nother level now. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe people would disagree. Well, people just see the, the, I think it's more so the parents, they see Nike right around the corner. So, you know, you got to go. Mama needs a house. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of the kids. Who is that? Zion Williamson? He's 19 years old. He's already made $90 million and he hasn't played a game yet. Um, Side note, did you hear about the kid who won $3 million playing Fortnite? What? Yeah. It was on the news last night. Daniel showed me as a way to convince me that FIFA and his love for it is okay. Like, he may have a future. Until I see $3 million, I'm not supporting FIFA. Well... I mean, the e-game thing is kind of popular now because they just had a tournament at uh, SunTrust. It was like a big deal. It was like Super Bowl Sunday for doors. Wait, which game? <laughs> it's like an e-game convention. Oh, e-game. So it includes all of them? Yeah. Because Fortnite was there. Maybe that's where it was because he was at some kind of competition. And it was just this past weekend. That is absolutely insane. Three yeah, and he's like, I forget how old Daniel said. I want to say he was like 11 years old. Let me, let me fact check myself, but he's young. How much of that money you think will still be there when he's in college? I don't know. It, yeah, I wonder what kind of family he's coming from. That makes a big difference. <laughs> that, that'll turn anybody evil. Wow. Fortnite. Oh, yep. stupid. It's on people. Yeah, I don't even understand Fortnite. I don't either. I only play sports video games. So I don't even have a chance. Some of the Do you have an Xbox or a play, PlayStation at home? Well, yeah, I have a PlayStation 4. Um, and do you play it? Once every blue moon. Not as much as I used to. Okay, it's, he was 16. 16 years old. 16. $3 million. Oh, he can drive? He's going to drive yeah. his own Lambo to prom. Yeah, that's probably true. Probably has the biggest, doofiest smile on his face. Oh. So I would, too. You better stock up on condoms, though. He's going to have a lot of friends. School starts. What? I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if his life will be ruined by it or if he sure. will take it and become a really great person. Like, think about if you had $3 million at 16. What would you have done with it? What would you do with it now, thinking back? Like, if you could give it to your 16-year-old self? Even then, I probably would have just bought my mom and sister a house. That's a sweet answer. Well, that's the truth. I'm not really big into a lot of stuff. I just like shoes, and I like electronics. That's true. You would have a 
a lot of shoes and maybe you would have like build a house with a super big ass closet for your shoes. That's it. Yeah. And I would, you know, I didn't have nephews then, but yeah, that's it. Once I get my shoes and my electronics, good. 16 right now. I definitely would have bought a car for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. I should have said that. Um, what else would I have bought? I would tell myself now, I would tell my 16 year old self to invest most of it, use it for college, donate some of it, like sponsor someone else to go to college or maybe like a handful of people. Father would have taken over. For sure, 100%. I would have seen zero pennies until like 18, maybe even older. But when you turn 18, he would have turned that three into possibly 10. So true. If he's good at his hobby. I just started. I'm up like uh, 15%. My portfolio went up. We got to have my dad, Papa Bernstein, on the podcast talking about finance. Yeah, we do. I think you would be impressed with a newbie like myself. Oh, boy. My dad could have an an entire podcast all about him and the person he is. (laughs) Maybe we should do a podcast on how old old were you when your dad died? Um, Taking it now down. No, it's fine. It's been long enough. Uh, 2000. It was 2010, the first day. It was okay. New Year's Day of 2010, I believe. That is a really yeah. shitty way to start a new year. Well, I didn't realize it until like five or six days later because I have siblings on his side, but they didn't mm-hmm. have my new number. So I got oh. an email at work. Oh, whoa. That's how I found out I was at work and I got a work email. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah, they contacted the HR because they couldn't get in contact with me. They knew I worked, and so I went and checked my work email, and it was, she left a message, one of my sisters. Wow, well, that's a crazy story. Yeah, that was a long way to finish the shift. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible, terrible day at work. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Mm. But um, I think I forgave him in death. And I don't know if I would have had he not died. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, we came from two completely different father figures, that's for sure. We did. Like, maybe as opposite as it could be. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Well, I mean, you love and adore your father. You take shots at him, but I can tell you, you him. and I did mine, but he had a problem. He's an alcoholic, but I didn't see it as a problem as a child. I just thought he was a terrible father. It wasn't until yeah. he had a disease. But he was my first, like, him and my brother were my first two heroes. Before Michael Jordan and Jay-Z, it was my father and my brother. Like, everything I did was to try to be like them. The way mm. I That's sweet. I was, trying, I was trying to be like both of them. And then when they both died, I had to create my own personality. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I mean, I think that's normal to shape who you are around the people you're closest to and, you know, especially who you look up to. Yeah. Yeah. He was all right. When he was sober, he was my favorite person in the world. Even to this day, he's my favorite when he was sober. That was far and in between. Yeah, that would that would be really tough. My mom's dad was an alcoholic, and you can just tell that growing up with a dad who's an alcoholic can leave scary marks on a child. Yep. Not, like, physically. I mean, it can, but just it's clear that it traumatizes you. That's true. I will say, though, he wasn't violent toward me or my sister or my mom, so I'll give him that credit. Abuse was never in my history. Of all the terrible things that was, abuse was never in my house. Not physically. There's a silver lining. <laughs> We've gotten really dark. And First it, it's right back up. Dark. No, it's, I mean, you know, I don't think that's a, a will thing. It's a lot of people out there that may hear this that may feel the same way about one of their parents. It's not always the father. I have female friends now that hate their mom. Like For hate sure. For sure. I think that if you can raise children and they, I mean, obviously every child's going to hate their parent at some point in life. That's just natural. Mm -hmm. But I mean, whereas your dad probably gave you solid reasons for you to hate him. My dad, it was more of when I hated him, it was out of me probably being a brat, like being punished for doing something bad. So then I hated him. Such as when I was grounded for three months after getting caught sneaking my boyfriend over. Mm. That was a tough time in our relationship. My poor dad and <laughs> the three girls he had to raise. He doesn't get enough credit to have three daughters and not be a drunk <laughs> <laughs> or violent or anything. Like, patience yeah. after ass is amazing. That's probably true. He probably. And a wife. And a wife. The easiest going best wife there ever, ever, ever was. My mom is a saint. I will say she is, her hippie mentality probably made it a little easier for him to calm down. For sure. I don't see her making it worse. Yeah, my dad's super high strung. And my mom is like the easiest going, most calm, can be around anyone. And she she kept him cool and cooled him down when he needed it. I think that was the dynamic between my father and mother. Mother is really yeah. She's just so quiet and so nurturing and affectionate and just a loving person. My father could be uh, temperamental, stubborn. <laughs> That's funny. I would use all those same adjectives for my parents exactly. Yeah, that's that. That was their dynamic. Interesting. He was, he was calm. He was calm, but when he got mad, it was it was bad. <laughs> yeah, but it was dad, always. He had a, a good reason for getting most of the time. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's good reasons to get mad, but the way you show your anger isn't always, especially in front of your kids. I don't think my dad did an amazing job channeling his anger as we were growing up, but he did it well enough where none of us have crazy anger issues. So 
I guess. It's fine. It was a different time, man. <laughs> True. Was, therapy wasn't as popular as it is now. So he probably didn't have anybody to go talk to. Though I do think it's important for children to see that parents can get upset with each other. Like the people that their parents don't ever argue in front of them, I feel like grow up with bigger issues than if you grew up seeing your parents kind of hash it out and figure it out and then make up and, you know, like my parents would get mad at each other, but then they would be able to talk it out and work it out and move forward and have a healthy relationship versus like you're secretly angry with each other but pretending everything's okay i feel like those are the people who grew up in with parents like that that may struggle a lot at least in relationships maybe i don't know maybe not maybe i'm just it's just not normal to agree on everything (laughs) right right it's like healthy to know that if you disagree on something it's okay and how to work through it. Not that I ever see myself getting married, but if I were, I, I couldn't get married to a woman that just said yes to everything. After a while. Yeah. This is stupid. <laughs> because you can't agree with everything I say because some shit I say is just really, really dumb. Well, that's true. Oh, 100%. I got it. I got it. <laughs> but you do say some some very enlightening stuff. I'll I'll give you credit, Will. Where credit is due. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm still a man, and you know, I'm gonna say something stupid every now and again. That's very true. Very true. <laughs> I just don't get why men are so stupid. And now I'm raising a man, a baby man. But still, sometimes I think about how he's going to grow up and to be a man. And uh, I hope he's a good one. Well, he could be a good one, but he'll probably do stupid stuff. Because essentially, every man in the world is still his 13-year-old self. We just have bills now. <laughs> still like shoes. I still play PlayStation, but I'm, I'm still 13 years old. <laughs> still like boobs. Yeah, that hasn't changed at all. <laughs> it hasn't changed at all. I really don't get the obsession with boobs. Well, or a butt, really. Well, you're a woman. Yeah. I don't get the true. obsession with uh, dicks. Yeah, there isn't that one. for sure. But um, like David Beckham. And Elijah Wood. It's the same person to me. But I'm sure you would disagree. What? They're both I'm just sorry. dudes to me. I had me. to think of who Elijah Wood was for a second. That's why there was a little bit of a pause. Because I had to picture his face. And for some reason it took me longer than it should have. <laughs> and yeah. No. Well, I, just I, I can tell the difference between like a um, Giselle and Tina Fey. Love Tina Fey. But she's not Giselle. Who well, has like biggest, biggest difference between men and women. You probably wouldn't spend the night with Elijah Wood. 
as fast as you would David Beckham. But as a man, I could say, I would still bang Tina Fey. <laughs> okay, Amy <laughs> Schumer? No, no. Okay, so then Tina Fey was not a fair comparison. Amy Schumer is, there's nothing attractive about that. You know, she's so funny. I like her. And there's our first disagreement. (laughs) (laughs) I've never laughed at anything she said. Okay, I have to say, she had a really, really, really rough pregnancy. And that's when I started following her during her pregnancy on Instagram because she would post like very funny, real things. But I feel like unless you have been through carrying a child, you can't really truly appreciate how what she's saying is pretty funny. So I can understand not laughing at her jokes because I have a hard time. Like I never. What? Yeah, she just had a baby. <laughs> oh, the same day that Meghan Markle did. It's sad that? that I know that. Wait, did you just say who's that? I did because I don't know. Meghan Markle? Repeating it is not going to make me know. Prince Harry's <laughs> wife? <laughs> the American who married oh, Prince Harry? Okay. She's mixed. She stands for, like, you know, change in the royal family. Yeah, she better watch herself. They kill Princess Di. They'll take her out, too. No, I just didn't know her name. Yeah, Meghan Markle. Hmm. Not to be confused with Sparkle. Okay. <laughs> she, know, uh, she was on Suits, right? Yeah, she was on Suits. Yeah. Didn't you watch that show? I did. I did. Now mm-hmm. her face is coming to me. That's why I had to um, piece the two together. Yeah, I honestly didn't know anything about her until she was with Prince Harry. I'd never watched Suits, but I do really enjoy the royal family and keeping up with you know, as much as you can keep up with. And I'm not going to lie, I thought that I would be where Meghan Markle's standing. With Harry or William? With Harry, yeah. But alas, the stars did not align. Mm. So here we are. I'm with Daniel. Almost, almost, he is a prince in my eyes. There you go. I had to clean that up. Yeah. Erase, erase the almost. We'll, uh, we'll go through that in post-production. I'll try to, try to block out some of that. Perfect. Prince Harry. Wow. Yeah, hmm. Prince Harry. He really, he really outdid himself going for someone as different as he could go. I mean, I guess he could have gone even more, but she's the perfect balance of different, but... She handles it so well. She's like the classiest woman. And most importantly, she's hot. She's really beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. She is. All these adjectives are working. She is really pretty. And I appreciate her because, though I love Kate, love her so much, Kate, I feel like, is very much trained and shaped to be the queen of England and she's very perfect because of that and so after having all three of her babies never like took a step out of their palace area until she was like super skinny 
And Megan, I feel like, looks like a normal person post-baby. She's got three children? Yeah. Their oldest, I'm pretty sure, is six now. What? Yeah. You need to get caught up on your gossip magazines. You're lucky you're talking to me. I happen to have a subscription. That's, (laughs) That's frightening. But it's good, though, for the listeners that care about that stuff. So true. And the other thing is, I don't pay for it. I somehow signed myself up for free to get all sorts of magazines. So this is like your, like how you feel about Coca-Cola, right? You're not going to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) He refused. Okay. I will buy Coke in a plastic bottle or in a can. I just refuse to pay for Coke from the fountain because... I grew up in Atlanta, and I feel like that's like drinking water. Right. Right. I don't think you should have to drink Coke. And I feel like people higher up at Coke would probably agree with me because, you know, they want everyone to love their product. Just, I'm going to clear this up because I know a lot of people are, not a lot of people, but whoever's listening to this. What Colette is saying is because she is an Atlanta resident, she refuses to pay for Coca-Cola products out of a fountain because they should be free to her as a birthright, almost. Correct. Right. right. Exactly. Just gonna, um, I'm gonna we say, may have people that agree with me. Um, they're not in law enforcement. <laughs> I will say this. The last couple times that I've gotten a fountain Coke, I have paid for it, though. Mainly because our yeah, boss awesome. made me feel guilty about it. Now my <laughs> conscious. I hear her voice every time I get a fountain Coke. She's not from Atlanta, though, so she has no place to say anything. True. If you're born in the perimeter, ITP, right. you should get life free Coke. Makes sense. I mean, I support Coke all the time by promoting their products and, you know, refusing to drink their competitor. I won't drink Pepsi. I won't either. Not because I love Coke. It just doesn't taste it. Yeah, I just hate it. They don't put enough cocaine in theirs. Yes. I just never figured out that recipe. No, no, I worked on it, but it, it didn't come out. Um, speaking of cocaine, just, you know, <laughs> Smooth did trans- you hear that in Brazil, in a jail, 53 inmates died because there's two gangs, and apparently one of the gangs like came up with this whole, I don't know, killing plan. And killed all these gang members in jail because, and it all had to do with trading cocaine. In Brazil, Did you hear about here? that? What? I it came up on uh, one of my news feeds, but I didn't I didn't know what the reasoning was. I just saw a riot and fifty seven dead and sixteen decapitated. Yeah, isn't that sick? <laughs> sixteen. They cut the heads off of sixteen of them. Okay, my question is: You're in prison. How do you have access to anything where you could decapitate someone? Is that a stupid question? 
Um, no, not no. It's not a stupid question. It's just, uh, I mean, they they make weapons out of anything. It could be a broom that they've been sharpening for a while. Toothbrush is the most. Do they have access to brooms? If they're on work detail, they would. Hmm. They have work details in jail, like prison. You work the yard or you work in an auto shop, working like a factory thing. So they probably have weapons in there. But to cut off the people, like that's time consuming. Uh, yeah, and sick. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, that too. But just to cut off one head, that's at least four or five minutes. Where were the guards? I don't know. Clearly the guards must be on one of the sides. Well, and yeah. <laughs> the winners There's are. no way. I'm trying to... Trying to see... Pull this up in the news now. But yeah, pretty insane. I just... I think one of our podcasts needs to be about jail because I've learned several things about, like, that jails and prisons are a business. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. We need to write that down as a subject to talk it's, about. It's on my notepad. Oh, perfect. It's big yeah. Business. It's just crazy. So much so, the place that we work that we won't name, in our um, 401k, we actually invest in one of them. That's right. You told me that. I need to do my research. How did you find that out? Um, well, as you know, I'm a stock market guru. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I know yes. some of the symbols for some of the companies in these prisons. And I look through my uh, portfolio at work. I won't say the company either because then people will piece it together. But I looked through the portfolio and I was just, I saw like letters that I recognize, and I looked it up. And sure enough, running about 10 prisons in the United States. Yeah, I feel like that is... So what do you do? Did you take your money out of it, and you're, you're investing it on your own? Um, no, I haven't done that yet. I left an email for the company to see how I could redistribute it, but I don't know if we can... I don't know if we can touch it until we, like, leave said company. I feel like you can, or you should be. This is a question for Papa Kim. I bet my dad would know this answer. But, yeah, we'll have to look into that and figure that out. Yeah, I would definitely do it. Well, half of me wants to take it on, and the other half of me is like, well, you know what, I'm making money. (laughs) Oh, God, that's so sad. It is bad. I'm a long way from the west side of Atlanta. (laughs) Yeah. But it's a business that won't stop. And I do want to retire. So, you know what I mean? Mm. Well, what are you going to do when you retire? Play video games and go to Starbucks with the wife that's 30 years younger than me. Mm. She's only with me for my shoes. That's my plan. Mine too. Yeah. Well, okay. It's good to have dreams. Yeah. yeah I haven't thought about retirement at all. Because I didn't, I honestly didn't think I would even be as old as I am, to be completely honest with you. 
Like you didn't think you would make it this long in life? I did not. I did not. Not plan to make it past 30. Or actually past 25. I really didn't see it being a possibility. Why? Choices that I was making. But did you think that you would, like, die because... Yeah, I thought I'd be dead a long time. What a scary thought. I got my will notarized at 19. I still have it. (laughs) Okay. Do you think that's, like, a common thing? Like, are a lot of people doing that who, especially growing up in maybe the west side, yeah, certain areas of town? Um, I don't know if they go so far as to get their will notarized and write it up, but none of my friends, none of us expected to be where we are now. None of us. We all thought we'd be dead or in jail by now. That is such a crazy thought. Yeah. Like such a difference. Yeah. I have like the same pretty much core friends, seven of us, all of them are free and all of them are alive. And you guys have been friends since high school or before that? I have one friend I met when I was in fourth grade. We're still we're not as close as we used to be, but we're still friends. All of the people that I consider my best friends, I've known 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, same core. But yeah, none of us expected to be in our 30s. We need to talk about that more because that's, I mean, like, I just, I don't know if I know anyone but you who probably had that life expectation. You know, like, I mean, I definitely had moments where I was like, oh, maybe I'll die at a young age, like, from a car accident, but never, like, oh, I think I'll, I'll be lucky if I live. Yeah. That was our mindset. That's why I really didn't start maturing until like 28, 29. I started looking into like buying a house and being more responsible with money. I would say I I was about yeah, 28, 29 when I became a, an adult. <laughs> Wait, how old were you when I met you? I met you like six years ago? Six years? I was that was it. That was the transition. God, maybe I, it was all because you met me. Just kidding. Right. Can't take credit for that. Quality. But no, that was that was right when I got rid of the dreads, cornrows, which have nothing to do with a certain way of life. I don't want to badmouth dreads or cornrows. It has nothing to do with how you look. It's just a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. For me, it just carried negative energy. Okay, this is why I think you should watch this episode of Queer Eye that I started telling you about. Season three of Queer Eye, I think it's the second episode, is about um, a guy who, he's a black man who was shot. He was in a, I think he said he was in a gang, and he was shot like five times in the abdomen and became paralyzed because of it. And, like, he lived through the shooting, but is now paralyzed waist down. And through being paralyzed, he 
he was like super, super depressed for two years, but then was able to, I guess one day kind of realize that he's lucky to be alive and started, he started a nonprofit company called disability, but not, or disabled, but not really. You should look, look it up. You should look it up. And it is a, um, like CrossFit for people who are disabled. So he now trains people who are in wheelchairs and I think all sorts of disabilities, but he's created this community and, um, started this nonprofit organization and queer. I came and met him and he was like, just such an amazing, you should, you should seriously watch it. I bet you would cry. Like he is listening to him talk was incredible, but this is on queer. Eye. I was like sobbing. So he had super, super long hair and he said that he hadn't cut his hair since the day he had been shot. And it was just like part of who he was and his personality and people associated, you know, like he still was when people looked at him, thought of him as the old person that he used to be. And he had just changed his life so much that he decided he was finally ready to change his look. So they cut his hair. They did it like Drake style. And it was, it was just a really incredible episode. And part of it, he ended up sitting down with the guy who shot him and talked to him about it. And they, they're both like both now in much better places. I think both working successful men who, um, he said to the other guy, he was like, this is what society wants, like, doesn't want us to do. They, society doesn't want us to be friends. And that was like a jack. Like, I felt like it was my heart was like breaking, breaking, breaking. And then like a ripple effect where it just it made me realize, yeah, it's so true. Like society is set up where, you know, I, I don't think there is a lot of support and I think he's right. People don't want to see. That takes a lot of forgiveness, man. A lot. You should watch the episode. Seriously. I would really. I'll watch that one. Yeah, watch it. I would enjoy hearing your perspective. That is wow. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't sit down with someone. He, you could tell he was really nervous about it. And you could tell the guy who shot him, like when he was there, he was uncomfortable at first but then as they were talking through it like basically the guy who's in the wheelchair who the episode's about was like why did you do it and the other guy was like well you were talking to this girl and you know like it was something so stupid and it was just it was they were from different places and they both knew they had guns and they were both angry young men and basically things got out of hand and they ended it with like, now maybe we should do something together. Like, uh, it was it was incredible. I was no joke sobbing at the end of this episode. I am so, yes, not really shocked, but it's amazing to me how many shootings in the inner city are about that same thing. A girl, like yeah. it never fails almost. Yeah, so, it's. It just makes me like question, like why, 
why is that happening so often? And why is, why are we allowing it to happen? I don't know. Like, is it that these kids have guns that they have illegally or do they have them legally? And that's the issue. They're definitely illegal, but it gives you that false sense of, uh, I don't know. It just makes you feel three times bigger than what you are. If you have a handgun on you, I guess. Things you wouldn't, things you would say with a gun, you wouldn't say without. In most cases, I mean, I just, I like can't even, I can't even imagine having a gun. Like I thought about it the other night when I was home by myself, and Daniel was out. I woke up, kind of freaked out, and then I was going through my head to talk about new mom anxiety. Here's a perfect example. I was imagining if someone into our house and tried to rob us and then I was thinking through what would I do like where would I stand would I grab Leo anyways then I came up with the idea of maybe I need a gun and I started this whole like thought process on would I feel safer with a gun or not and by the end of this terrible thought process I decided that I would feel more afraid if I had a gun in my house you you really gotta start like <laughs> game or doing yoga or something because the shit that goes through your mind <laughs> it's well, always a worst case like, scenario I know it's psycho thoughts but I'm pretty sure most new moms have these thoughts I would and, say most and, people are in the house by themselves probably think like well exactly everyone. that's true too but it's just like it's such an opposite feeling I mean would you ever live without a gun uh no, I don't think I could now. I've had one so long. I feel uh feel naked without it. <laughs> but I don't necessarily you know, I don't walk around brandishing mine. Mine is only for if I can't handle a situation. I'd much rather fight though. Well yeah. Yeah. And shoot someone? Well I mean it's you sweat less if you shoot them. You don't have to worry about getting your shoes dirty. Unless mm. blood squirts on your white shoes. It is a concern. Yeah. I just wouldn't be able to pull a trigger, I don't think. Um, I understand that. Yeah. If you were, though, you would probably... I always suggest to women who are even thinking about it, go to the firing range before you buy one. Yeah, for sure range for like an hour and I think that's good advice yeah you should always always go to the range because if you just go buy a gun and then the worst case happens you're not gonna know what to do with it you shoot yourself in the foot I've only gone shooting I'm trying to think two times maybe I try to go once a month at least wow just to keep my aim up right now it's impeccable Wow. Well, the first one, but those next 10 are going to hurt you really bad. I hope that you never have to shoot your gun. Mm, me too. Me too. I feel like I should knock on some wood. Well, you know, I'm not superstitious. Mm, I feel like I right. past a pit bull, then it's just destiny. <laughs> but where I live now, I have a bunch of nosy neighbors. Cop police will be out here in no time. Nosy neighbors are a good thing. That means oh, they're watching out for you. 
I love them. She tells me every time I get a package, and I'm just like, thanks, Donna. I can see <laughs> That's pretty funny. You got some from Amazon. I'm like, yes. Yes, Donna, I did. Thank you. Yeah, our neighbors like to hang out in their backyard and smoke, and they once um, yelled at some teenagers who were trying to find cars that are unlocked, which I have a really bad habit of doing that. Yes. It's, it's, that's so stupid. To leave your car unlocked? No, well, to break in cars. To, to leave it unlocked is dangerous, but... There's nothing in a car that's going to change your life. Oh, yeah. It's just like, it's teenagers. Right. But even, like, what's the, you're going to get a phone, maybe. Right. Or, like, 20 bucks. That's it. And that's. I don't know. Maybe enough, enough (laughs) 20s. And I've had my car gone through several times. And one time, my favorite story is I came home. I was gone Labor Day weekend for a wedding. And I came home and found all the doors in my trunk open. And I realized that I had left this suitcase in my trunk completely full, like loaded up with children books that I had, I had done like a drive to get people to donate books. And I was going to donate them to children's. And this person probably opened my trunk, thought that they found gold because they saw this huge suitcase that was super heavy probably lugged it down the street. I mean, it had to be like 60 pounds, at least, maybe even more. And then only to open it and find like a hundred children's books, which is obviously like an asshole move. That is horrible. Yeah. I'm a criminal. I lugged that suitcase. I'm so hurt. Yeah, exactly. Like this is, that was sensitive what you did to me. I mean, I hope that person felt bad afterwards. They took a couple books. Or maybe they learned how to read. Or maybe they already knew how to read and they read some of the stories and became a good <laughs> Curious George can teach you a lot in life. The visual of a car thief reading Curious George. That's, that's funny. That is funny. Wow. Well, that's with that, I know, we've talked for an hour and 15. I know, right? I know. That wasn't hard at all. We've done well. We hit Did. like long subjects too. He's, this may be the best podcast of all time. Well, yeah. I feel like we'll probably get into our groove as we keep doing it. Are, do we agree? Or are we going to record a couple? And then once you have it, like a few edited, then we'll release it. Or are we doing this one at a time? probably release this one just to see what people think and then the next few of them will take a more business approach okay so i don't think we should be letting people know what we're doing curtains like we shouldn't you know now it's on the podcast and people will be like oh i know what they're gonna do. wait we shouldn't let people know what just tell our whole plans like we're still oh. recording yeah we'll find well, our don't worry you're gonna edit this part out well, no, because we haven't even said goodbye yet, so I can't edit out before but goodbye. Yes, you can. I think people need to hear this. They need to know that this is not scripted at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely not. Okay, well, on that note, yep, I'm impressed that we talked this long. I'm not surprised. 
but I'm in yeah. back. It's just a ride home. Yeah, exactly. Damn, we should have named it a ride home. Well, we'll we'll put it we'll put feelers out there and see what people think. Bagels and Kool Aid, ride home. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well.